been so, so good to us, God. You've been so, so good to us. We will sing of your praise forever. We will worship you. We will use our mouth. We will use our arms. We will use everything inside of us, God, to lift your name, to praise you, God, because you've been so, so good to us. We thank you, God, that we are here. We didn't come to play church. We didn't come to check this off of our list, but we came in the middle of our week to praise you, God, to say how good you are, God, to lean in and to feel your presence, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are here. You are here. You are in the midst of us, Lord. We worship you, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for how good you are. You are so good to us, so good to us, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In this house, we stay standing for the reading of the word, so I'm going to read the word to you tonight. We are in Ephesians, Ephesians 11, chapter 2, verse 11. It says, therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now, don't you love a but now? But now. In Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that we have been brought near. Thank you, God, that you have called us and you love us and we are here in your presence in your house. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Bridge Church. Good to be with you. You may be seated as our Foundry youth is going to dismiss. They're going to go have their own service. Let's give it up for them. All of our sixth graders through 12th graders, they're going to go have their own service and have an awesome time. And you guys can pull out your Bibles, notebooks, and pens. We are note-taking church. We get excited. That was such an amazing time of worship. Amen. It was beautiful. Yeah, you can give it up for our worship team. We're so thankful for them that serve every week and that just bring us to the Lord and bring the presence of God. So I'm excited to be with you on a cold Wednesday night in the middle of your week. My name's Allie and I'm the campus director and I'm excited to get to share the word with you. I love Wednesdays because, you know, we're in the middle of our week, we're going through it, whatever you may be going through, going to work, right, going to school and staying at home with the kids, whatever you're doing, this is the perfect opportunity to be encouraged, to be refueled, to just be full of God for the rest of your week, amen? So we get to do that together on Wednesday nights, so I'm excited. We started a new series on Sunday called Culture, and that series is incredible so far, and we're only one weekend, right? And we're excited for what God is doing. We're expectant, so just buckle up. Get ready for what God is going to do because we know that culture is so important. Culture, kingdom culture is so important, right? Because we're supposed to bring the kingdom culture into every environment we go into. So we launched that Sunday, and we're going to continue it tonight and I'm talking about one of the pillars of bridge culture. So we talked about serve with purpose on Sunday. And tonight is all about appreciate diversity. 
appreciate diversity. Turn to your neighbor and say, appreciate diversity. Appreciate diversity. God loves diversity. And we want to have the heart of God. We want to say, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Let me be more like you. And if God loves diversity, then we are called to love diversity. And in order to appreciate something, to appreciate it, you have to acknowledge it, right? You have to recognize it. You have to see it. So to appreciate it, appreciate, I looked it up, and the definition of appreciate means to recognize the full worth of. Isn't that so good? I was like, Lord, you are in the Webster Dictionary right now. To recognize the full worth. And then diversity means the state of being diverse. So to appreciate diversity means to recognize the full worth of being diverse, of being different. Because we are all different, right? We're all different, not just on the, our outside, on the way we look, but we're different on the inside. We're different how we think. We're different how we process. We're different how we have emotions. We are all created fearfully and wonderfully. God made us, but he made us different, and he made us unique, and God wants us to appreciate our differences and appreciate diversity because we all love different musics right we all have a different style of music of food of sports teams we all love different sports teams and we have different styles turn to your neighbor and say yeah you have a unique style you have a unique style turn to the one you didn't turn to and say I like your style though We all are different in so many ways. We like different sports. I love sports. I may look like really sweet and, and nice. Right? I am sweet and nice, but I'm very competitive. I love sports, and I love to win. I really love to win. So I love sports, and there's just one sport that I've never been able to understand, and that's cricket. Has anyone ever played cricket? Cricket, I think it's a sport I will never understand. They can have matches. I looked it up for three to five days. They'll play matches, and one game can last six hours. That is a long time, and it's just one of those things. I can appreciate diversity, but I don't know if I'll ever understand that sport, right? That is a long time to run, to stand, to be active, and to stand for something for that long. And as I was reading the Bible, I noticed that Jesus stood for things, and he stood for people that other people wouldn't stand for. He stood for the unseen, right? He stood for the unwanted. He stood for the rejected, and he stood up for things that other people wouldn't stand up for. And while Jesus stood, he also sat, and he sat with people. And what I learned was that Jesus taught us that there often comes a time when before we can take a stand for something, we have to sit. We have to take a seat. Jesus sat with people to understand their perspective. He sat with people to understand their situation, to see them how other people didn't see them. He, he sat with them to recognize the differences, to appreciate the differences. And we need to sit with people to understand their side, to understand and appreciate our differences. 
to help us really appreciate diversity, sometimes we have to sit. Sometimes before you can stand up for something, you have to sit. And when Jesus was leaving the earth, he gave us the great commission, right? He reminds us that God's mission is our mission. And in Matthew 28, 19, he said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus commissioned his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. Say all nations. All nations. nations. He didn't say, ah, that nation, right? Or that nation with all the rich people. That nation with all this people. That nation. No, he said, go into the world, and I'm calling you to go to all the nations, to every person, not just the people that look like you. Not just the people that think like you, that talk like you. He's saying we need to seek to love and to serve people from every nation. He said we need to learn, right? We need to learn how to integrate our dinner table. We need to know how to sit with people that are different than us, talk with people that are different than us. And I am so thankful and so, so thankful that this church loves diversity. That this church appreciates diversity, amen, and that our pastors have led that charge and they walk it out every day and they lead us in that because we love everybody and we appreciate our differences, amen. And I'm so thankful to be in a church that does that and that lives that out. So in Ephesians, Paul taught us that verse that we read, Paul taught us that we have been grafted in and that we are part of the body of Christ. That once we were far, right, once we were far, but now we are close. Now we have been brought near and that God accepts us and that God loves us just as we are. That God sees us and that he paid the highest price. He paid the highest price so that we could be accepted, so that we could be brought into the family. And then in verse 14 it says, for he himself is our peace. For he himself is our peace. I pray you just receive that today. That he is our peace. He is our peace and he's living inside of you. So that peace is inside of you. So whatever you're going through, whatever storm is in front of you, know that the God of peace is living inside of you. And that is accessible to you. He said that for he himself is our peace. Who has made the two groups one. And has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. We are called to break down walls. We are called to be bridge builders. We are called to bridge the gap. We're not called to create more hostility, to create more tension, to build a wall. But he's saying that Jesus already broke the wall and that we are called to break walls. We are called to bridge the gap. And to speak peace, to speak unity, to speak love, to speak that into existence. And then in Galatians, just a few pages back in Galatians 3.26, it says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You are all one in Christ Jesus. 
when we are baptized and adopted into the family of God, our identity is in him. Your identity is in God. Your identity is in God. Before anything else, before they see what's in your bank account, before they see the color of your skin, before they see your title or position, your identity is in God. Your identity is being a child of God. I don't want to be identified as anything other than Christ shining through me, right? We don't want to be identified or branded as anything but a child of God because that's who we are. We're not building walls or creating tensions, right? But we are breaking down walls. We are breaking down that. And we are saying, I will build a bridge. I will bridge the gap. Amen? And I will speak peace and unity. And we will continue to live that out, to walk it out. It doesn't make me better because I'm an American. It's not better if I have a college degree or I don't. It doesn't matter if I make this much money or that much money. We don't have a hierarchy. There's no big I's and little U's in the kingdom. We are all one. As it said in Galatians, we are all children. And right now, I feel we need to hear this more than ever. We need to know that our identity is in him because so many issues can come and they stem from a lack of identity. They stem from not knowing who we are and we need to know that we are God's, that we are his chosen and that he loves us and that our identity is in him. And we need to pull down the barriers and to speak peace and unity and healing, to have a deeper awareness of who loves us rather than any amount of hate in our hearts. We should have a deeper awareness of who loves us than any hate in our heart. He said in Ephesians, right, Jesus has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. And we are breaking down these barriers. The walls of division must come down. When Paul wrote in Ephesians, did you know he was not talking to non-believers? He wasn't talking to some hooligans off the street. He was talking to Christians. He was talking to Christians who had built walls, who had said, I'm a believer, but, but you go over there, and you go over there. He was talking to Christians who had built walls, and he said, you need to tear them down because it's only causing hostility. It's only causing tension. It's not doing anything good. And Paul writes about unity in almost every letter he writes. He talks about appreciating diversity because it's so important. And he talks about loving people and that what we bring to the table is important. How God made you and how God designed you is so important. And that you can only fill the spot that you have to play. You can only fill it because God designed you for that and God made you for that. And he has anointed you for the season that you're in. And whatever he's called you to, know that it's from God and that he will walk you through it because he's with you. When I went to NAU, I studied at NAU, and I got my bachelor's degree in psychology. And when you study, you learn about this thing called grouping. And they talk about grouping, and psychologists say that grouping is a fundamental aspect of life. They say that we naturally cluster into segments with people that are similar to us, right? People that are like us. It's just natural to us. So you do it in your career, right? We do it in all different sorts of areas. And 
in your career, maybe it's all the nurses, our friends, and all the nurses get together, and then all the doctors get together, and we do this in sports teams. We, we naturally cluster, right? I'm a Cardinals fan. Who's a Cardinals fan? I'm a Cardinals fan. I'm a Patriots fan. Whatever your team is, right? We naturally cluster into that, and that's called grouping, and we even do it with pets, right? I'm a dog person. You're a cat person. I'm a pray for you. Whoever it is, right? We naturally cluster. We naturally go into those groups, and psychologists say that it's just part of life, right? It's part of how we do it, and there are in-groups and out-groups. So an in-group is the group that you're in. That's the group that you're a part of. But an out group is the part is the group that you're not a part of, right? It's outside your group. So you're you have your in groups and your out groups, and everybody has them. And those are just part of life, psychologists say. And in the book Third Option by Miles McPherson, he talks about an in-group bias. How individuals have a tendency to treat the people in their in-group differently. So we have a tendency to give them preferential treatment to give them better treatment because we have preferences than the outside group, right? And I'm sure we can all see that, that that happens and that we sometimes treat the people in the in-group better. And they say it's part of life, but I want to remind us of something our pastor says often, and it's so good that it's never said too much, that never allow your preferences to become a prejudice, Never allow your preferences to become a prejudice. And I hope you're writing that down because we can't let our preferences become a prejudice. Nobody should be treated separately because we're all children of God. We are all one. You can give God some praise because it said it in Galatians, right, that we are all one. We are all in the family of God. As Christians, we're called to break the normality. Psychologists may say that that's how it normally is. You may have an in-group bias, but we're saying, no, 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 no. I treat everyone the same because God has called me to appreciate diversity. God has called me to break down the barriers, and I'm going to walk in the light and walk in what kingdom culture says, amen, not what worldly culture says. We accept people with their differences. Appreciating diversity really means appreciating our differences rather than alienating each other for our differences. We are better together. We always say that at Bridge Church, that we are better together because we're different, because God made us uniquely, and God loves diversity. In Revelation, he says every tongue, every tribe, it says is, will be saved and called to his name, right, and will be part of his family, not just one nation, but every nation of every tribe and every tongue. And God wants to see that. And in heaven, it will be like that. But how sad will it be if heaven is the only place we worship with people different than us? How sad would that be? Because we're called to worship and stand alongside and live life and run the race with people that are different than us. Because unity is not uniformity. Unity is only found in diversity. Unity is found in diversity. The fact that we can have so many different people, and as I look out at all these faces, to have so many different people in one room like this, and every single one of you 
is important and significant before the Lord and before each other. That we all are loved by God and adored by God and that he sees you and he sees exactly your situation and he knows it to the T and he loves you and that we can all be so different but we are part of God's family. I think that is so beautiful. And the heart of God is for us to experience ultimate freedom, right? For us to experience freedom and the liberty to do what pleases God and what fulfills our purpose for him. The heart of God is for us to taste the fullness of life. And as I close, I just want to remind you that we are called to be who God has called us to be, right? Not try to be someone different, not try to look like someone different. And in the church world, I think that can sometimes happen easily. We're prone to heroes, right? And we're prone to say, oh, man, I want to be like them. I want to look like them. I want to raise my children like them. I want to live my life like them. And it's horribly disappointing every time, right, when you try to be somebody that God didn't create you to be. Because God is calling you to be who you are, to be how he made you. Because once you find what God has made you to be, you will never want to be anybody else. Once you have found that, you will never want to be anybody else. That longing will not be there because you know who God has called you to be. So we are called as bridge builders, as kingdom people, we are called to appreciate diversity, to teach our children, to teach our friends, to teach our families, because the people around you, the circle that God has given you, they're supposed to be changed because of you, because you have the Holy Ghost living inside of you, and you are supposed to change them and influence them and speak truth to them, and they're supposed to be better because because you are, you are a living, breathing, right? God is inside of you. And they're supposed to be impacted and changed through you. And I hope that you leave tonight knowing that you have been brought into the family of God, that God loves you and that he sees you and that this church appreciates diversity, that we love diversity because God loves diversity. And we are called to live that out, to walk that out. And tonight that there will be walls that will leave, that will leave at the altar today, that when you leave, they will stay at the altar. Amen. Those walls will be broken. Because we are called to be bridge builders, to bridge the gap, and to appreciate our differences, to know the full worth, and to appreciate diversity. So if you would, bow your heads and close your eyes, we'll pray. God, I thank you that right now walls are being torn down. God, walls are being are coming down in the name of Jesus, that you can do all things, God, and we give everything to you, Lord, that we appreciate diversity, that we live it out, that we walk it out, that we invite people over for dinner, God, that we take those small steps because when we do the small things, you will do the big things, God, and we know that you are moving and that you are going, God, and that we trust you with everything inside of us. We love you, God, and we thank you that walls are coming down right now. Walls are coming down, God, and we give them to you, Lord. We are called to be bridge builders, to bridge the gap, to appreciate diversity, and to shine your light, God. We thank you in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Bridge Church. So good to be with you this Wednesday night. I just pray that you leave encouraged and that you know 
that we appreciate diversity, that you appreciate diversity. And those walls are coming down. Amen. We will change the world because we are breaking down the walls, breaking down tension, breaking down hostility. We are speaking peace and unity. Amen. So I'm glad that you are here tonight and that you're part of the Bridge family. If you would stand with us, we're going to dismiss. Don't forget your kids. They're back there, okay? And we have so much happening this week. We have Vibrant Night tomorrow, and then we have Sunday. Pastor Landon will continue our culture series, so we're excited for that. Make sure to RSVP, and let's speak this declaration over yourself, over your week, and be blessed. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. We love you, bridge fam. We're so glad you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ or rededicating your life to Christ, send us an email at info at weirbridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you're joining our Bridge Church family online for the first time, we have a very special gift for you. Send us an email at info at weirbridge.church to share some information on where we can send you that gift. We're so glad you joined us today, and we can't wait to see you soon. Be sure to stay connected, because we're so much better. Together. Together.